1: Lucky Lefty Podcast. Trump Day, Wednesday. The Nora boys are definitely in the building. Left is so funny. I just want to get this on record. Before we get to that, we're going to talk about people of Aqua getting glow- glowing remarks from former Notre Dame play-by-play guy Mike Tirico. And if Mike Tarico says this dude is the truth, man, I'm starting to feel really good about Pete Babakwa as the next AD in Notre Dame. I really am. We'll talk about that. We have some recruiting, some 25 kids. Blake Hebert broke down his film yesterday. And we feel like one thing that we noticed that Gino Goduli as the quarterback coach and Jared Parker. They've changed the idea of what a Notre Dame quarterback is going to look like moving forward. We love that. We love that. We love it. Then left, the Elite Eleven is right around the corner, left, and we're gonna have to get our guy, Brandon Wimbush. Shout out to Mogul and their relationship that has been established with the Elite Eleven. He's going to be out there, and it's going to be good for you and him to see each other and chop it up and get to see these 11 quarterbacks, you know, do their thing. Is it this week? Is this weekend, right, or something like that? I, I think it's next weekend, if I'm not mistaken, left.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna. With- Always oh, stop by to see our guys. See some guys out there
1: throwing the I believe it's next weekend, if I'm not mistaken. But let's look at the guys. Uh, Dylan Rayola, Julian Salen, DJ Lagway, Jaden Davis, CJ Carr, Air Nolan, Elijah Brown, who's not committed, Luke Cromenhoek, Ryan Puglisi, Colin Hurley, Desmond Williams Jr., Dante Reno, Michael Hawkins, Isaac Wilson, Will Hammond. Daniel Kalen, House Heine, Trevor Jackson, Danny O'Neill, and Ethan Grunkmeyer will be participating. Just give me a couple of guys that you will be looking at. Like when you get there last year, you went and you were like, yo, I have to go watch Dante. Like I got to go watch Dante throw the rock. And you ended up spending time watching Kenny Minchie, (laughs) thinking it was Dante because of their hairstyles.
2: Man, interestingly enough, uh, Desmond Williams, I, I I, was with him and grew up, well, he grew up as I was training him in Arizona when he was in seventh grade. So to see him make it this far, really happy for him. Um, so I am interested to see uh, Demond compete. Aaron Nolan, man, I really liked his film. I'm not gonna lie. So um really interested to see Aaron Nolan. I think he's, he's a lefty, called. right? Man, lefty, I don't, right. I don't know, but man, he's nice. I think he is. Man, he's nice. Uh Colin Hurley, I heard was supposed to be uh the number one guy in the class early on. <laughs> I heard he was pretty good. Interested, obviously. Our guy, CJ Carr, who's Who's, you know, I think if anything, he lays right in the middle of all of these guys from. uh He can have the most potential of rise, I think, from an uh, expectation point, because I think a mm-hmm. lot of these guys are pretty highly talented. DJ Lagway, excited to see him. Florida guy, uh Jaden Davis. He he was actually pretty cool. I met him before Um I actually know a lot of these kids, and to see them be this old is kind of crazy. Because I'm like, dang, I didn't even know they was just so. Julian Sand, "Uh, saw him before. I think he's pretty good." Dylan Rayola, I was, I saw him at the Elite Eleven. Um, actually, the same day we had called about. It uh, is
1: this weekend, left. It's this weekend. It's this weekend, <coughs> the 14th through the 16th oh it's today yeah uh but yeah
2: I um what was that it was the day you called me and it was some big news well remember that day I called you there was some big news because I was at the elite 11 that day too mm-hmm. Dylan Riola was there and he's and he looks like man he's huge. He looked like a Patrick Mahomes lookalike in terms of his size. Like the man is like six, four, giant. Now he may be the quote unquote gunner kill of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I know him from playing at Chandler High School last year and things that went on there. So there's a little bit of gunner kill in that aspect. So I'm not surprised of him going to Georgia late, you know, when he had a that whole thing. So, uh, man, it's a really, really good group. I think this is a strong group because it's not just a Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields show. You know, all of these quarterbacks, at least eight of them, are highly touted guys. I don't know the Will Hammond, the Daniel kid. I don't know Haas. I don't know Danny O'Neill. I don't know those guys, but from the guys that are highly touted, those guys are pretty dang good. So
1: it's going to be a good thing I make sure I'll stop by and see some guys. It's going to be interesting. And, and you know what? I'm not even – I don't even want CJ Carr to win it. I don't need him to win it. As long as he goes out there and competes and shows that he's one of the top guys.
2: Yeah, he just got to show he's a top guy. That's it.
1: Because usually the top three or four guys end up going into college football and playing very well from this competition every yeah, year. yeah.
2: Yeah, you usually get a good depiction of who you're gonna see in the next two or three years. As that we circle back and be like, "Dang, remember I was telling you about such and such," and you know. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how who who above this top competition stands above themselves. you know?
1: Absolutely, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Don't forget Apple Podcast, Spotify. Tap in with us. CFV nation exclusively beginning in the fall we appreciate you guys you have supported us we continue to grow with the subscriptions on youtube and don't forget to smash that like button well just the same way you subscribe on youtube if you're subscribed to lucky lefty we really need you to subscribe to CFV nation along with irish breakdown okay we're on the irish breakdown feed and the CFV nation feed moving forward we're going to be exclusively on, exclusively on CFB Nation because we need to grow CFB Nation. So, if you follow Irish Breakdown, do us a great favor and follow CFB Nation. It takes one click. That's it. You'll be able to get all the audio audibles we give you each and every day with the Home of the Misguided Passion. It's the Lucky Lefty podcast. We spend it different. Before we get into people of Aqua and the story and the athletic, I want to. Uh, Discuss something that I find um, left. I'm not that parent that believes my daughter doesn't do wrong, right? I'm not that parent that believes my daughter, like, I didn't raise her thinking she was never going to curse, right? Like, I remember the first time I heard a curse, I laughed and I was like, dude, you're terrible, yeah. I wasn't going crazy, like, oh my god. Oh, my God, you said a bad word. It's like, dude, you're a kid. That comes with the territory of growing up. Notre Dame fans that act as if Notre Dame can do no wrong or Notre Dame is not comprised of people like anything else in life. I have a family. I have in my family, as much as I love them, some people you might perceive as bad apples left. Yeah. They've done some time. They've done some bad things to others and they've done some bad things to family members. But they're still still my family. And I still love them. So you can love Notre Dame as much as you want to. You can fight for Notre Dame as much as you want to, but please don't walk around with blinders on feeling like there's no way that someone can actually say something about Notre Dame. Like every player that leaves Notre Dame and speaks about Notre Dame is not speaking from a, a place of sour grapes. Right. Might actually be some truth, some hard truth in what they're saying. And you should appreciate, you should appreciate this. Is it. You should appreciate that they don't go into detail about what took place. But Phil's
2: Phil, Phil still talking about it though. It's like, OK, Phil, you know, Phil, first, you know, first of all,
1: stop. Phil didn't talk about Notre Dame. He was asked a question, and he said, I committed early to Notre Dame. That was the school he committed to. That's all he said. Y'all with no, y'all no, feelings no. because he said, I committed to Notre Dame early. Man, no. y'all, look, y'all 30 and 40-year-old fans, Upset about a 20-year-old kid still having Notre Dame in his mouth. As if your boys didn't have to tell you to stop talking about the chick that broke up with you last week. <laughs> That's what happens when you're 20 years old. You hold on to stuff. the heck out of here. I'm 30, 40 years old. My emotions are moved because a 20-year-old is being a 20-year-old or a 21-year-old. the heck out of here. My only thing is... And the truth of the matter sure is... Because, look, truth or dare, Malik, truth or not, do you have information that is explosive enough to be a black eye? If yeah, for not, sure. For sure. Okay. For sure. Concerning the Phil Jacobic situation. Uh, oh, yeah. On, on field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean. I'm talking about on field and stuff that happened around the program. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it probably wouldn't okay, be. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. But- so when you wanted to expose it because you wanted to let it ride that's how upset you were only because i knew he wasn't gonna be there i mean whatever yeah for sure yes at the time you were so upset the day you called me and came to me with the information did i not spend 15 minutes begging you saying we can't do that bro yes we can't do that because there would be a bad look in Marcus Freeman's first year and a bad look for Notre Dame. Did I not say that? Right. I had to beg my co hosts dude, don't know. I understand how you feel. I under- bro, I understand you're right. It's wrong on so many levels. And everybody was like, what are you talking about cultural appropriation? He was right. When he used the phrase, he was right with the things that happened. He was right. I begged this man with the information he had from people and players to corroborate. I had to beg him not to do it because it's that bad of a look. But y'all want to act like it's sour grapes. I tell you one thing. I tip my cap to Bigfield Jacoby because if some of the things that took place, that happened to my son, it might have been some uh, slow slow singing and flower bringing, as Biggie said. So while you sitting up there saying he needs to let it go, get on your knees and thank him for not exposing and giving in detail what really happened. I'll leave it at that. Be happy that this is the – if this is all you're getting from Phil Jacoby, be happy that this is all you're getting from Phil Jacoby. Because he could empty the clip if he wanted to. His parents could empty the clip if they wanted to. Malik Zaire could have emptied the clip. Matter of fact, he was ready to empty the clip. That's how disgusted he was as a former Notre Dame player. So everybody talking about, oh, he's soft. Man, please. I guarantee you, if you knew what this man knew, you wouldn't look at him as being soft. That's what 20-year-olds do. They talk about stuff. They hold on to stuff. And as he gets older, he won't do it anymore. But the fact that he mentioned that he committed early to Notre Dame in an answer got everyone so up in arms. I'm starting to think that the fan base has the problem. Like what's the problem? <laughs> You're that upset about that that answer and that response? Mm. Come on man. Let's do. do better do better just do better good grief man the way every people were acting i thought he went in depth and was talking about stuff that happened at notre dame the man just mentioned the school i committed to notre dame early and i probably should have just man stayed home and went to pit because pit has everything Oh my God, he's still mentioning us, man. Get over yourself. Get yeah. over yourself. He it's a good chance. I it's imagine. a good chance if you're a good dude. If you're a good dude in life or a good person, it's a good chance that the people you were connected to years ago, even though you've moved on, still talk about you. Yeah. It's a good chance. And Phil didn't blast the university. He was very specific in the interview he did with a Notre Dame reporter that asked for the interview leading up to the Boston College game last year. And he specifically said, I love Notre Dame, but certain people don't live up to the morals that Notre Dame lays out and portrays, period. And he was right. <laughs> and if you believe everybody in Notre Dame or connected to Notre Dame, is just the greatest, no flaws, can't be a bad apple, then OK. That's the way you feel about your university. It's not realistic, but it is what it is. So you don't have to believe me. This dude that he has, that dude next to me has all of the evidence. Ain't nothing cap about Phil in this situation. Phil just got to stay healthy. So you know. That's it. His health was a problem in Notre Dame. His health was a problem at Boston College. And his health was a problem. It's probably going to continue to be a problem. Let's do that quarterback. Once you start getting injured like that, he's getting injured everywhere.
2: Injuries. Yeah, he's getting big injuries. So, you know, it's like Tyler. Shoot, Tyler has some pretty significant injuries. Hell. But, you know, if you keep getting opportunities, I mean, Phil's still getting great chances. It's not like he's got to go to like a You know why AIA
1: scores the dude? The dude has a cannon for an arm, he's big, and who wouldn't want to get mad if he can stay on the field? He can produce, he 100% looked apart, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Man, dude, Notre Dame fans just, man, it's, it's, it's cool to be protective of your program, but y'all get mad about some of the – y'all get mad over painted fingernails, start questioning character of people when you have no idea who they are. It's like, man, please. But then y'all y'all will sit up here and act like everyone in Notre Dame is pristine and perfect. All right. Okay. All right. Literally had a wide receiver coach recruiting for three years that will tell you flat out we have no talent in the room, and will openly say it. Yeah, that's the type of that's the type of bad apples that have been around. There were bad apples on the coaching staff that you played for, left. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be perfect. But oh no. Heaven forbid a player comes out and says something. Oh, no, that could have never happened. There's no way. I had someone ask me, do I know what cultural appropriation is? I said, dude, don't offend me. (laughs) Don't offend me. Don't do that. Just say you don't want to believe it. And that's fine. If you don't want to believe it, fine. Still doesn't change whether or not it happened. That's true, That's too. It. That's it. And I applaud. I Look, I applaud the way he has handled it and the way, man, the way his pops has handled it on a lot of levels as a parent. As a father, man, all right. Yeah. His father is the real G, like tip of the cap, sir. Because he's the one that really said, come on, son, we're just going to walk away. And what we're not going to do? We're not gonna do, we're not gonna stoop to that level. If you think some of the things that Phil Jacobic has said is dirty, it's the tip of the iceberg for what he has the right to say. I'll leave it at that. He has the right to say worse. He he would be well within his rights to say worse. And here we are as a fan base getting upset about the tip of the iceberg. That's really nothing. Like, he hasn't even really said anything. Yeah, I committed to Notre Dame early. What do you want him to say? The school, okay. I committed to another school early. You would have felt better about that. No, you wouldn't have. Because you would have took that as, oh, he doesn't even want to mention us now. He still has sour grapes. You just find you you just want to find something in the situation yeah and bro on that morning i appreciate you trusting me enough to have a real conversation about it and kind of get you to understand where i was coming from because i look as a former player and other connections to it that you have I fully understand why your emotions were were where they were and why you felt like it needed to be spoken about so i don't want you to ever feel like i wasn't acknowledging where you were with the situation right i was just like yo i i don't want dude we we would be hurting the school and this would be something because this if you say it it's going viral if you that day the way you felt as emotionally charged as you were had talked about it oh it would have been viral and it would have gotten picked up and it just man it wasn't worth it man it just wasn't worth it. So, y'all, man, please, Notre Dame fans, let him do what he does as a 2021 20, year old man. I get tired of these older people acting like forgetting what the stupid stuff they did in their 20s and all of a sudden want to tell 20, 21-year-olds what they need to do and how they need to react to life. Like, man, get over yourself. Notre Dame ain't that perfect. They're not. You can run to the message boards with that. I don't care because I stand on it. So you can run to the message. I I stand on it. You can run to the other shows. I don't care. I stand on it. Notre Dame is no different than any other place. There are bad apples. We go to the athletic. Mike Tarico, former play by play guy. For Notre Dame football. I think he called your Will Fuller touchdown. In Texas. Against Texas left. Surreal (laughs) one. He said if you ask me. And I quote. Who are four or five people that you love to sit and have dinner with. Whether he was my boss or not. Pete Bavakwa was on that list. This is Mike Tarico. Makes every table better makes every room warmer, really has a great comfort around him that you're with Pete for an hour and you feel like you've been with him for days. He has a great ability to connect with people, to connect people together, and his ability to network is one of his greatest assets. He tells a story out of Arizona, where Pete Bovacqua, as an exec for NBC, was at this golf tournament. The same golf tournament you were there. He was there when you were there at Waste Management, bro. Oh, you okay. probably you probably didn't, couldn't even, you probably walked by him. I didn't and, even know. He wrecked, didn't even know who he was. He says, uh, he's having a conversation with Rory McIlroy. Mm. And I quote, Rory's hanging on everything Pete's saying for 20 minutes. We're talking like the biggest name in sports right now. Pete's been in the room with them, if not at a negotiating table with many of them, to then deal with the commissioner of the league or sell athletic directors or university presidents in the ACC. Pete's going to feel right at the table without taking a back seat to anyone at the table. He's a grand slam hire. Those are the words the former Notre Dame play by play guy, Mike Tarico.
2: It's like, would you rather have 500 million dollars of dinner with Jay Z? Looks like people would take the dinner with Pete Provacco over the 500 million.
1: I mean, yo, Mike Tarico. If it, he's well respected. That's it. He's well respected.
2: I mean, you know, he's was, well
1: respected. That's it. Let's see
2: how all of that helps defeat the narrative of good stewardship. Is, is, is because, you know, I like to put it like Coach Light Hall of Famer. Shout out to Coach Todd, like, came in. I'm thinking, oh, we're good at DB. Mm-hmm. First round, won a championship, went to the league, won a Super Bowl. Our DBs are going to be like how Deion Sanders got them. You know, you got yeah. D- And after year two, they got mm-hmm you couldn't. He just, he just became, you know, just a coach on the staff trying to just follow what everybody else is doing. I'm like, where the where the secret technique wasn't using them, mm-hmm. you know? So is that gonna be Pete Provoc coming in? Oh, this is the Denzel of, you know, G- uh, uh, it's the Denzel version of what we've been looking for as athletic director just smooth obama-like and then you go in there and you don't do nothing you know what i mean so i i I love that we have a great hype train hype campaign trail guys would love to go get dinner with them seems like a good pick but i think notre dame's been around doing the same thing for a long time so can one man change that i don't
1: know man just Producer of Sunday Night Football, Rob Hyland, you know, says, look, you know, he was a great exec for us, but just being around him, he couldn't go five minutes before he started talking about Notre Dame in the conversation. We all knew at some point he was going to have to return to Notre Dame in some capacity, even if it was strictly as a consultant. I mean, he know. came
2: back bigger than that.
1: Man. <laughs> <You> know." <laughs> Oh, he's the whole kitten caboodle, matter of fact. And most people would consider the power he had as an exec in the rooms he worked in, that the Notre Dame job is somewhat of a step down in the eyes of some in the professional world. But really, what he has the ability to do because of his connections and the places do, if he can do things under his watch that weren't done the previous 35 years, How many shows you watch on NBC? Uh, pretty much Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> all the Chicago shows. <laughs> I mean, oh, yo, no, that's CW. I was all American. See, see, see I, ain't,
2: I ain't too many NBC shows. Um,
1: oh, and fast back fast. in the day, I don't follow it anymore because it's like season 50 or something like that. I was an SVU uh, fan, Law and Order, SVU fan. Yeah,
2: that's... A, that's yeah. What, that? what, what kind of... I don't know, man. I mean, it ain't we'll
1: like- see. We'll see. Let me up. Let me explain. No, it was not about exposing Notre Dame because when you have a bad apple, is it really about yeah, the bad individual? Apples. Yeah, it's, it's an individual. Yeah, but that individual represents Notre Dame a lot. Yeah, a lot. So, it, it wasn't worth it, in my opinion. You know. It wasn't worth it for us. And at the place we were trying to grow, it just wasn't worth it. And uh, I don't regret making that decision, you know, because it definitely would have probably been the highest viewed show we ever did. But it definitely makes it
2: an individual can make your experience of the place rotten in a sense. Where you you just frame it as the Notre Dame experience. It wasn't necessarily yeah. Notre Dame experience, it was just the one person at Notre Dame that made but it.
1: But dude, in the same interview, he said before he went to talking about the cultural appropriation, he said Notre Dame is a fantastic place with a lot of good people. That's what he said. And then he went to individuals. And, and people just, you know, took it as, oh, he's talking about Notre Dame. He's not talking about Notre Dame. Let him get it out. By the time he reaches twenty five, his that 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 upper part of the brain that needs to develop.
2: When he sees some success on the field. He gonna get over He'll it. He'll get over right it. Right now he ain't on top. Right now, so yeah.
1: he, he, he had, like, I still
2: say. Yeah, you're looking at everything. Everything of the problem. It was because right. of this. Absolutely. It was of it, but as soon as he's, you know, throw a couple touchdowns and pick. They start buzzing about it, you know, forget Notre (laughs) Dame.
1: It's like being in a relationship with somebody and you break up with them and then you just hope the secrets they know about you stay between you and them. (laughs) And out of bitterness, they don't start leaking certain information that everyone else that knew the both of you had no clue about. It becomes uncomfortable. Right for a little bit, but that's it. No, that was it. We continue with the conversation about people of Aqua, the business side left. I'm very encouraged in this article. Man, that Pete Sampson put together in the athletic is absolutely amazing. Man, yeah, it's absolutely great work great research you know getting to rico getting to rob highland getting quotes people that are around him people that can really give you a nice foreshadowing of what's coming into play as a personality he's a little bit swaggier to me mm. he brings a little swag to match marcus freeman in the abc and yeah, this is a guy that was a walk-on punter for lou holtz in 93 and he just brings, when you watch him, you see video. Go watch the interview he did with Jack Swarbrick. I believe it was on YouTube. He's just a little bit swaggier. He's just a little bit swaggier, man. He is. And that, uh, it that's the perfect match. It, it, I think what we've seen with Marcus Freeman and Jack, You mentioned it. Jack, I think in his hires, saw where things needed to move for Notre Dame in certain aspects. I truly believe that. He was comfortable enough to make those decisions. I think he also sees there are other things that need to take place because of his principles that he's not comfortable being the leader to usher that in and having that on his resume. So he goes to get someone younger, someone fresher, someone just as smart, if not smarter, with the connections that can truly cause that to be a success or to become a strength and success for Notre Dame moving into the future. So, that's...
2: Or you can look at it as... He made the decision not wanting to take the mm-hmm. run on his career because he was on his way out. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna take this 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 chance because I'm gonna be done pretty soon. So if it don't work, well, hell, at least I get uh I get the credit of trying something on the way out, you know.
1: Right.
2: I think it's right. a good opportunity for Pete Aqua to pick up on a good opportunity as well. And, and nurture the relationship, I think it's still a great hire, great future uh future program builder. Cause not every coach you hires a future program builder, but I think the three that Notre Dame's hired in the last what five years or so are three great program builders. You got Shrewsbury, you got uh coach Ivy and and Marcus Freeman who's been putting in the work. So I think if you can back that up with some resources, maybe a collective, maybe you have one of them nice fancy steak dinners, mm-hmm. give you a, a, give a little saving routine speech on how important the, that winning at Notre Dame is good stewardship. Cause winning cures all it's going to bring in the dollars so Don't what worry. you're saying,
1: the, the biggest it's thing on this resume no is going to be the ability to win.
2: Pete should go in there with the the identity of changing the green from money back to the Irish green. Mm. Put the Irish green back first, and the money green gonna come behind it. Yeah. yeah. But when the money green's in front. The Irish green plays to the background too much. You start yeah. sacrificing more things because the Irish green ain't the first green you're thinking of.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
2: Pete can put the Irish green back on front street with the emphasis of it being a winning culture. Tradition but winning, which means you 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 empty the piggy bank a little bit more. Yes. Open up them pockets a little bit more because it goes to winning. I think you'll see a, a a big acceleration of commitment, but also program success across the board. Mm. But that Irish green has got to be stronger. Yeah. Than that money green. The money green, you know, yeah. It it, it all it don't always go to everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because, David Lowe, you for tapping in. Uh, and I see you, Jacob Foreman. We're going to get to your comment and question and, and give a, a respectable answer to that momentarily. New guy needs to have an elite NIL program in the story. This is – we talked about this, David. This is where I push back. Notre Dame doesn't need to match Georgia and Alabama the way. They just need to do more. <laughs> yeah, we need to do more. That's it. You can't – Notre Dame – it makes no sense for Notre Dame to do what Georgia and Alabama are doing. It makes no sense because in some way you will have to stretch your principles a little bit too much to do what they do. Yeah, they, they don't have and, no... and, and all of that is part of the brand, the principles, the morals, the perception – all of that's part of the brand they and what makes a lot Notre of dirty Dame great. Stories
2: that Notre Dame don't want. Yes, the absolutely. A lot of dirty stories that George now got going this route. That Notre Dame don't want no part
1: of. That. Notre Dame won the national championship, and like I remember, there was a story. This is before social media. It's a print story about some key players went on a vacation to like Hawaii with like interns and like people that worked in the athletic office. And it was like blown up, like like nothing happened. No one died. You know, maybe some relationships existed. Maybe a relationship stuff. or two existed. But it just blew up to this big story. And I remember Lou Holtz having to talk about it, having to deal with the players when they came back. And when you look back at it, it was men and women deciding to go take a trip. Who cares what happened on the trip from an intimate standpoint? It was dude, but that's we do it to ourselves. I mean, look, we
2: pick up investigations on our own selves. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, bro, it's cool. Like, you you know, it's no big deal. They like, no, 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 no. We have to punish ourselves,
1: yes, Draw this out. And if those players We're here in 2023. They would have been on their own IG posting pictures and everything. Like it was nothing, but it was a huge deal. Why? Because the national media is like, oh, Notre Dame is supposed to be about this and their players are in Hawaii with this girl and that girl. It's like they're kids. Okay, well, they just won the national championship. What are they supposed
2: to do? It ain't like we Brian Kelly and what he got going down there at that brothel. With the, man, with the with the with all the down with the LSU, yeah, with the desk lady, with the coaches. Yeah, Ooh, good grief! Running petty trains. You supposed to be watching film
1: out there, coaches.
2: You supposed to be, in,
1: dude. You supposed to be taking care of tickets and helping out the families. Yeah, and you're making supposed to be, situation. be working. Yeah, you you gonna be working in the building? What you was, in there? She was
2: putting in work. Yeah, and Coach, and, and Coach Kelly, what you doing? you you, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> Winning this coach of all time. You're you know, he acted like it's Cincinnati out there already. You can't Man, wait. Look. Coach Kelly know what he's doing out there. I mean, he said I, I had to had to leave to get the hundred million in the honeys.
1: Yeah. You know, I gained a comp from a baseball standpoint. By the way, you know, you did you did you peep game one of the series last night left? I told oh. you, I told you what the Dodgers were about to do to my white Sox, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's part one. Part two is gonna. It might get worse tonight. Let me see. I think no. I think Dylan Cease is on the mound tonight. It won't be as bad. We have a chance to, to to stay close. Still, I think we still get swept though. If we get out of there with one win, I would shout literally. <laughs> but to can you to, to give the comp. I reiterate the comp I gave when it comes to Notre Dame NIL. They don't have to match no. Georgia and Alabama. They just have to be the San Diego Padres. And when the San Diego Padres got new ownership, they said, Look, we have to spend. It might not even get us close or put us on the same level with the Giants, put us on the same level with the Dodgers. But if we don't spend, we have no shot.
2: See, Notre Dame players got to get smart. They got to open up their own nonprofits, the good old Catholic way. Open up your nonprofit and get donations. Yeah. Stewardship with well, that way, that's the yeah. NIL way. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how you got to spin it. You got to go ahead, file you a 501c, you yeah. know, do all the paperwork and the nonprofit get you. Get your business account set up, you know. Get you a board of directors. You know that? Get you a little, you know. You can be your teammates. Your teammates be your board of directors or whatever. But now, now you can go. Hey Notre Dame, you should donate to the nonprofit uh, feed the feed the blind and homeless children for the NIL deal. Drop drop fifty bands in there, you know, and do a couple of events. That in Brady Quinn trying to do it. He trying to do it. But if you want NIL, you gotta you gotta do it the business way, you know, the good steward way, mm-hmm. Nonprofit. profit, the donations going. That's what they'll yeah. donate to. Tax write offs. Get you some tax credits, you know what I'm saying? We can't just we can't just give you the duffel. The devil got to be filed and, and tax-approved and, you know, endowed. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a, you know, Notre ain't the type to be like, okay, we give you $100,000, but at, after you graduate, you know, one of them things. We, we, yeah, we give you, yeah, we, you know. You you say you want a million? Yeah, we give you a million. It's, in a trust fund, after you, after you graduate, get a 3.5, do mm-hmm. 800 hours of community service, win a national championship, then you can get it. That's how Notre name would do one of the NIL deals, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they treat you like a uh, 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 ghost did Tariq. You know, Tariq gotta finish school, man. He fin- it's so hard for him to finish school. He wanna do everything else.
1: He wants no part of school, bro. <laughs> When I tell you that Cat Tariq Saint Patrick was no part of school, it's oh. like, man, bro, what, what, what? Man, I would have gone through that school. Oh, and kept quiet. <laughs> I was just, like, I all know, I have to do is four years, just chill for this trust yeah. money. Man, I'm good. It's amazing. It really is. And we talk about this nil situation. You know, I'm sure the first reaction is, oh, man, we have to compete with Alabama and Georgia. We don't have to compete. Notre Dame doesn't need to get to 20, 18, <laughs> five stars and four stars. Notre Dame can just get to eight.
2: Yeah, we don't need that many, no. No. You got good coaching. and Starting
1: you know, at the quarterback
2: position. Yeah, you just need the right positions to be. That's it. We don't need to lead the whole mass. We just no. need one true believer. Yeah. We just need one true believer. We don't want all of you. We ain't trying to get all of you. But if we get
1: one guy. And then when you got Nick Saban getting in front of the alumni begging for money, like, we don't have enough. What? And they like, word? You got you
2: you got all them rings on your fingers? You ain't got enough? Dig in my How front. do you compete with that? What? Oh, we need to compete. What? You got them. He'd be shining up there on his hands. He said, we don't have enough money, but look at all these rings. Right. Look at all these rings. We need some more. They just said, what? Now, the benefits are they don't got no pro team in Alabama. Maybe it's something the NBA put the expansion city in, you know. Help, help college football out. Even, even it out a little bit. Give them another fan base. Divide the Alabama fan base up a little bit. They just got too much college football. Focus all the money and all the attention going there. Drop an NBA team out there or something in Huntsville, call it the Huntsville Badges or something. You know, divide that attention and bread up a little bit. The fans got something more to go to because you know, Justin Scott looking at Miami like, man, y'all don't even fill up the stadium. It's too much things going on out here. Max. It's too, yeah. I'm a five star D lineman. I'm gonna have a sack celebration. The crowd go crazy and. Half the crowd at the club, half the crowd at the beach, you know. <laughs> we gotta
1: divide that Alabama attention. The up. Problem, you know Doma Wap says, man, I got some people that can help out with that. The problem is, Doma Wap, we believe you. Yeah, we, we believe know, that we, we believe that alums like you will, will get on board. Unfortunately. You have to send the money to people that control it once it gets on campus. Now, if you could send it directly to the recruits somehow, some way, man, cash injection, man. And I believe Doma Wap is in the Chicago area. Hey, if you had a direct connect to Justin Scott, hey, and it was all legal, nil, ND setup. <laughs> got to open man, up. Beautiful. That they never had to be connected to the school and legally it's not supposed to be connected to the school. But like I said, we have head coaches. Literally, we have head coaches going before their alums and begging and their boosters like, we need more money. Are you talk, Ryan about- Day sir? just did it. Ryan Day's like, I need a quarterback. We're going to lose D. Now I understand because Dylan, Dylan Rayola was committed. Ryan Day went to the people and said, man, the price of a quarterback is going up. We're going to need a little bit more. A month later, I think Dylan Rayola decommitted.